So going through COVID was horrible. And I was in London first week of March. And I'd gone to London um, believing uh, what I was hearing, a little bit I was hearing on TV, mainly from our government saying it wasn't anything to worry about. So I joked with your mother that uh, this meeting was important, but it's not worth dying over. John flew back to California on March 6th and started to feel symptoms about three days after his return, starting with a fever. And then uh, Wednesday morning, I woke up. I felt like I was breaking the fever. I felt like maybe I was getting my strength back. I was on the phone and suddenly felt really weird and uh, woke up on the floor uh, with a big gash in my forehead and blood on the floor. Glasses were smashed and I completely blacked out and I was hallucinating. And uh, I went to the ER. They thought I had, he thought I had pneumonia. I got there and they weren't sure what to do. And then I, they asked me if I'd been traveling and I mentioned London and everybody freaked out. And uh, then they kept me isolated for six hours. Like they took an x-ray through the window of the room I was in, didn't even come in the room. Um, they treated me like patient zero. I got tested there. That was Wednesday. I didn't get the result until Saturday. But I was positive. I was really, really fatigued. I've never been that fatigued in my life. I spent just about every day in bed. Um, the headaches were tremendously, there were, there were a couple of days, you remember that one 36-hour period where I just, it was debilitating, the headaches. Once he started to recover, John started reading about convalescent plasma trials, like the one at Stanford Blood Center in Palo Alto, California. Your grandfather always gave blood back after he had his big accident because he felt like that was uh, a good way to give back. So I've always been a blood donor. So I found out Stanford had this trial. The second week of the trial, I was in there, and that was, I think, mid-April. And since then, I've given plasma now six times, which you're normally supposed to give every uh, four weeks. John's faith has played a big part in how he has gotten through COVID-19 and how he views it now. You know, when I went through that, there were times I was super frustrated, but I kind of took it as oh, it was just my burden, and I didn't, I didn't want to be a victim about it. Even though the days were pretty horrible, it was like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get through this. Now, also, though, at the time, you know, we didn't know enough about it in the U.S., or at least we weren't being told everything that the government knew. So I didn't know how deadly this thing really could have been. The fact, I think one of, the, one of the gifts of this thing, even though it's screwy, is that I can actually help other people because I've survived it. Like, you know, if I, if I had cancer... It's not like I can help anyone else who's fighting cancer. You know, I certainly think my faith has a lot to do with, you know, giving blood. And to me, that's just doing what you're supposed to do as a, as a citizen as, and for your fellow man. So, yeah, I think my faith had a lot. Just like I'd give money to a beggar or help someone, food for someone on the street. To me, that's the same way. If I can give back and help, I should do it. Many people in America who don't believe COVID-19 is as dangerous as it is have been saying that it is God's will if they get the virus and it's his will if they die from it. John finds that there's some truth to this, but that using God to deny science is wrong. It's one thing to say, if I'm going to die of COVID, it's God's will. Fair enough. But if I can wear a mask and protect people around me and I use that to not wear a mask, like I'm being wanton disregard or the science that says, or the facts on protecting myself, that's ridiculous. And then my attitude, my thing with those people is, okay, but then be consistent. Don't wear a seatbelt. Don't use a crosswalk. Don't stop for red lights. I mean, if, if you're going to say God's will, whatever happens, then don't obey any rules. Don't pick this one. To me, that's just a, you're either in or you're out. You're either be, and also part of this too is if you're, God, if you actually believe in God, you believe in the goodness of everybody 
and treating everybody as best you can. And you wouldn't want to put anybody else at peril if you're a good Christian. I don't believe that that has anything to do with uh, God's will. 